Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 152 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to freshly talk about the fact that Jesus is all that we need. Let's dive in. If you've listened to this podcast much, you know that I love 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Because in that one verse, I think it summarizes just a great, it's just an enunciation of the Christian life. And really my passion and my desire as I pursue Jesus Christ. The idea in 2 Peter 1, 3 is that everything that you need for life or for godliness is found in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In other words, rather than looking in a myriad of places for that which satisfies or that which fulfills or that's which we that which we hope will sustain life or give us godliness, do you realize that we actually only need one thing? We need Jesus. So let me just read this. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse, I'll start with verse 2. Peter writes, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Isn't that an amazing promise? That everything that you or I need for life or for godliness is found in Christ Jesus. And then I love verse 4, which says that we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises that we may be partakers of the divine nature. I love that. That you and I do not become God. Praise the Lord. And yet we get to partake of the life of our Lord. That is an incredible reality that we actually get to be partakers of the divine nature because the one who is divine, Jesus himself, has come to indwell our lives through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Well, I was just freshly reminded that today as I was working on the content for the 30-day challenge. 
Now, last week I mentioned the fact that that we're in the middle of a 30-day challenge. And if you haven't signed up, I would encourage you to do so. You can actually start at any point. It's free, but it's just 30 days of just pressing into Jesus. Every day I send out a little study and then just some thoughts or some actions that you can be doing to really press into Jesus Christ and to deepen your relationship and intimacy with him every single day. Well, as I was just pondering just this idea fresh today as I was writing the content for tomorrow, I was just reminded that I don't actually need to seek anything outside of Jesus. We live in a culture, again, that is just living in the midst of fear and craziness, and we're looking for peace. All of us are searching for peace somewhere. Isn't it amazing that I actually don't have to go to God and ask for peace, that merely he is my peace? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, I love this statement that Paul makes when he's talking about the fact that Jesus has broken down the dividing wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. And he says in verse 14, for he himself is our peace. That it's not that Jesus gives us peace. And yes, he does give us peace. But the reason he gives us peace is because he himself is our peace. As I was studying through Ephesians chapter 1 and looking at all these incredible blessings that you and I have access to in Christ Jesus, the amazing reality of the blessings that we have in God is the fact that it's not that blessings are this side thing that God gives us. It's not something that he gives us. It is someone that he gives us. And when God decides to give us something, what he really gives us is himself, that Jesus becomes, again, all that we need for life and for godliness. And I love how this is played out. You know, if you are looking for love, do you realize that God doesn't hand you a pill called love? Well, what does he do? Oh, he becomes your love. And in 1 John chapter 4, verses 8 and 16, it says that God is love. That it doesn't just give you this weird emotion or feeling like, whoa, I have love. He actually gives you himself who is love. Love is a person. Hey, if I'm looking for joy, God doesn't make my circumstances more happy. See, he is the fullness of joy, says Psalm 16, verse 11. That if I'm looking for joy, well, where am I going to find that? Well, in Jesus, because he is the fullness of my joy. And whether I'm wanting love or joy or peace or patience or kindness or goodness or gentleness or faithfulness, or self-control, all of those are merely fruits of the Spirit, meaning they have really come, they're really evidences, they're the attributes of the Spirit of God within our life. They're merely the characteristics of the life of Jesus. So if I'm looking for something, if I'm recognizing that I'm lacking something in my life, really, I shouldn't be going to God saying, hey, God, I need this thing, as if he's going to give that to me outside of himself. Really, I should be going to God saying, God, I desperately need you. I sense that I'm needing joy or I'm needing peace in this moment. But what I recognize that I really need is more of you in my life. So somehow could you expand? Somehow could you just grow in my life so that you actually become the prince of peace in my life? That I don't need to look for joy in circumstances or I don't need to look for joy in entertainment or I don't need to look for joy in whatever it may be, I can actually find joy in you because you are the fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Wouldn't it be amazing if we turned to Jesus and wasn't trying to seek something from God, 
We were actually just content and delighted just to have him. See, I really think that would change how we lived. I really think that would change how we would think and how we'd act and how we would how we would just engage with the world because we wouldn't be going to God saying, God, I need this. We'd be coming to God saying, God, I need more of you. And you realize that actually is what he wants from us. He wants relationship. He wants intimacy. And he wants us to be partakers of the divine nature, which doesn't mean we grit our teeth and mimic. It doesn't mean that we try to, you know, ask what would Jesus do? We're not, we're not trying to attempt to imitate. I love what Oswald Chambers said about imitation. He said, the secret to imitation is impartation. In other words, the only way that I'm going to ever look or act or talk like Jesus is that I actually have to have an impartation of his life within me. We call that the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You realize that you and I have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, and we get to be partakers of the divine nature. Why? Because everything that you need for life or for godliness has been supplied to you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Can I just freshly encourage you today? Quit looking elsewhere for anything you need for life and godliness. And I know I've said this many times, but if you ponder the idea of life and godliness, there's really not a whole lot you need outside of life or for godliness. And if everything I need for life and for godliness is found in Jesus, then I I can be content. I, I can just rest in the provision of what he is inside my life. So would you go after Jesus afresh? Would you not be disturbed by what is going on in culture or what is going on with the economy or what is going on with the coronavirus? Hey, would you focus on Jesus Christ? Would you delight yourself in him? And would you pursue him with all that you add? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We must remember that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him Hebrews 11.6. So let us use this time to go after Jesus, to freshly delight ourselves in him and recognize and delight in the fact that we really need nothing outside of him. Well, if you'd like to take this idea further and use this time to really go after Jesus afresh and get to know him even more, I would encourage you to check out my 30-day challenge of knowing Jesus more. It's a, it's a free challenge. It just comes out to you every single day as an email but it's just a simple study and an encouragement to pursue Jesus Christ and give your all for the pursuit and the sake of Jesus Christ. Well, if you're interested in knowing more about that 30-day challenge, you can do so by going to deeperchristian.com. There's a big banner on the front page, or you can go up to the free resources section in the top right corner, or you can go to the show notes for this episode by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash 152 for episode 152. But regardless of whether or not you join me on the 30 day challenge, know that I am cheering you on in this season to know Jesus more and build your life around him.